All right, that's enough. We don't need any more hype videos. Welcome to the All About the Birds Week 16 post-game show. Eagles versus the Cowboys. The Eagles fell. Actually, fell is not the right word. Eagles get crushed by the Dallas Cowboys, 37-17, basically ending their season and any glimmer of hope we had of making the playoffs. As always, I'm Phil Stifle. I'm joined by Chip Keggy. I mean, there's a, there's a lot to dive into. But based off of the way the game started, I'm just I'm just deflated right now, and we got lots of comments to get into as everybody checks in. You're deflated. Yeah. You're deflated. I'm angry. I'm deflated. How can you How can you possibly lose by 20 points to the Dallas Cowboys? How can that be? How this this game ended? This yeah, is a well, that's what you're saying here. I mean, look at M. Cants checking in. You know, we scored right. 17 points on a team that gives up 31 a game. This is a game that gets coaches fired. So things need to happen tomorrow. Someone said that on Twitter like five, ten minutes ago, and I said the same exact thing. I've making I've been making that comment for like 10 straight weeks and nothing happened. So I'm not holding my breath. I would love you know to see something happen, but I think because there was still that glimmer of hope of making the playoffs. So maybe we're not firing people. Now, since the playoffs are done, now you can put people in their place. I mean, I guess it comes down to then how many people are you really gonna put in their place? Because the, the, the buck starts at the top, works its way down. There's literally 20 different people that deserve to get fired. And I don't want to bring up an old point, and we, we, we spent our entire pregame show not mentioning his name, but you can blame Carson Wentz for the struggles of this team solely because today is a perfect example of a game. Look, everybody loves Jalen Hurts. Hurts, you know, he's got all his fans out there. But you know what? He, he made the same mistakes that Wentz was because of the play calling, because of the lack of depth on this team, because of how awful coached this team is, because of X, Y, and Z times 100. So you cannot continue to blame Carson Wentz for the struggles of this team. He's played like absolute dog crap this year. But you know what? Jalen Hurts had how many fumbles today? He had two interceptions, two awful right. interceptions, mind you. You know, right. it, he, you, you know what he did the quarterbacks for the struggles of this team. Yep. Real simple. Jalen Hurts played like a rookie today. Absolutely. And you I know and you know that you say that. I messaged you in the third quarter to say, remind me about a play. And there's a play towards the Go end ahead. of the third quarter. And it just showed I wanted to bring it up. And I don't have the video. It's too soon to have the video up and everything. But there was a play, and I wanted to discuss it whether it was him being a rookie or was it, you know, Doug Peterson and the offensive coaching trying to make him into something he wasn't. It was a third and short, and he ran, he, he got flushed out of the pocket. Mm-hmm. He rolled to the left. Actually, it was third and long because he came up short on the play. It was third and long. He got flushed out to the left, okay? And instead of taking off immediately when there was an opportunity to run, he held onto the ball and just kept side running, looking mm-hmm. for someone downfield. And, and then, then eventually. The last second, once he was along the sideline, then he tried to cut up field. It was too late. There was a defender right. there. Came up three yards short, four yards short. They ended up punting. Is that on him being a rookie? Is that on the play, the coaches, you know, saying, you know, want you to be a pocket quarterback? It doesn't matter because you I know what? I think it's a little bit of all of it. I think it's a little bit of all of it. it. I also That's what I'm saying. Like, after the way this game ended, right. it doesn't matter because it just shows that the coaching staff, the front office, everybody is to blame for this season. And I'm deflated because I had so much hope going into this season. And it's you just know, it's just a complete waste of hope. I think for me, it was the fact that he's a rookie. It's the fact that he 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 was realizing that his team was down so many points, and he had he had to do what you know he was he's the spark. So mm-hmm. he had to bring this team back. He had to do it. He had to do it. You know, we're going to look at all the numbers. We're going to look at the box scores. We're going to look at the the run versus the pass comparison. I think my eighty twenty comment that I made during the halftime show was a bit generous. I think it ended up being ninety five five as far as pass to run ratio. I mean, the fact of the matter is that this team was not prepared for this game. They were, pre- and it was funny because I tweeted out very early on. I said, "Man, the first ten plays look great." I said they practiced exactly what they need to do. They scripted the first ten plays great. Mm-hmm. What are the next fifteen? Yeah. And that is exactly where our issue comes in. Here is the biggest thing that I'm going to say to you. After the start of the second quarter. We were outscored thirty-four to three. You know, we we were all tweeting about That's how you know, good. No, we were outscored thirty-four to three once Fletcher Cox left the game. 
you know, we, we all sat here and we said, after they were up 14 to three, we said, yeah, Steven Dennis Wayne. And I, he was my guest last week and he, you know, I, all right, Steven, I'll, I'll, I'll put your comment back up. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that, but now I'm going to take it down. Cause I'm angry, right? The fact of the matter is that we were all saying that we cannot take our foot off the gas when we were up 14, three, not mm-hmm. only did they take the foot off the gas, they fell out of the car. This was a pathetic three quarters worth of lack of effort. You know, mm-hmm. The biggest thing for me is look at the Michael Jaquette issue, right? Jim Schwartz shouldn't even. I don't want to look at the Michael Jaquette. He should not even be allowed to. Jim Schwartz should not be allowed to fly home with the team from Dallas. That's how bad this was. Why did it take so long? Hold on, my phone's moving a little slow. I'm trying to bring up the picture I took earlier in the game. You know, they put up his stats. You know, live on the screen, he was targeted nine times. Seven yep. catches allowed for 182 yards, and they pulled him before the fourth quarter. That, so that, is the half second, quarters. that is the second worst performance in the NFL this season yeah. by a cornerback. Yeah, it's, but that that's where – I mean, I've been ragging on Jim Schwartz all year, and everybody's been telling me the last couple of weeks, look, 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 he's been doing a great job, the moral victories. And then I tried to say, well, we gave up nope. 500 yards. You know, you don't again, have a moral victory. And, again, you, you see it up. today. 362 passing yards to Andy Dalton. Who? He gave 513 yards up in total. Another 120 of rushing yards. We didn't stop anything. There is no moral victory here. This was a smackdown through and through, and Jim Schwartz needs to be fired. Doug Peterson needs to be fired. Howie Roseman needs to be fired. There has to be a Great change. Flip. The, the, the special I mean, the, the list goes on and on. I mean, it's and everybody. And we saw it happen with Chip Look, Kelly where he no. fired him a week early. I will throw it out there. Even Jeff Stoutland, who was considered one of the greatest – how bad did the offensive line look most of the game? I know early in the game they were doing okay, and I commented about my lot and all. But everybody top to bottom looked the fact awful the day the coaching staff. Considering that Pryor had such a bad game last week, for him, to come out and have, for him to come out and have another bad game and not get pulled at all, great. Because he's a healthy body, he gets to stay in the field. Well, they had another healthy body in Prince Tegawanagu out that, that, that dress today. He could have been out there, but they didn't put – they left Pryor out there. Again, coaching. You know, the people making the decisions on this team. It's just – it's, it sounds like a broken record because I've been saying they, this before these you coaches, were all about the birds and network. I've been talking and preaching this, and I keep getting told I'm being too harsh on these coaches. But no, no. I mean, yes, our talent, let's let's be honest, the talent level on this team isn't that great overall, right. if you take it as a whole. But that's where coaching coaches these players up. That's where coaching puts the the average talent in positions to win. That's how we got to the Super Bowl in 2017. I mean, we were missing our MVP quarterback. We had a backup quarterback and, you know, some other, you know, who was our leading rusher back then? You know, we didn't have all these superstar weapons. It was coaching, putting the players in the right spots. It was the front office pulling the right vets off the free agent wire and the waiver wire to fill in the roster holes. Who do we got? Fletcher Cox goes down. We were playing really well. The Fletcher Cox injury was was a huge turning point in this game. Obviously, yeah. The coaches do not, the coaches don't know how to adapt. They I don't, don't even know if that words they, in their vocabulary. My favorite, my favorite, Velma, right? The Jonathan Velma, who was the announcer today, who by the way, yeah. let's call it like it is, was awful. He was awful. He it was not ever Akeem Talib last week. At least Akeem Talib knew the two teams were on the field. Velma calling Doug Peterson a running court, a running coach, yeah, saying that, that Michael Jaquette's been playing on the field the whole season. No, he hasn't. I don't think he's been on the roster the whole season. He hasn't even been on the roster the whole season. But the one that got me was Jim Schwartz is going to call the plays and the players need to execute. We said this on the preview show that Jim Schwartz has gotten off scot-free on this. Mm -hmm. The fact of the matter is is that his defense does not work for the personnel that he has. So, a good coach, a a mediocre coach, an okay coach would uh, alter Mm -hmm. what he is calling. Instead, he is just ramming it home, and it is not working. I don't no. I don't understand how Jim Schwartz can come back. I don't understand how Doug Peterson can come back. The fact that they completely and I, I, I want to say abandoned the run game, 
I think they ran the ball. I, I really do believe they ran the ball three times in the second half. I have to check. Jordan Howard had two rushes today. That that was a really effective side. Oh, Everyone's like, oh, yeah, Jordan Howard's available. Let's go pick him up. He's going to save the season. What did he really do for us this year? Nothing. That, two, that comes back that to Howie Roseman games. going back to somebody that he knows, even though that person, Jordan Howard, was averaging 1.2 yards a carry in Miami. There is a reason why Miami, who is a playoff, fighting for a playoff spot team, you know, there's a reason why they cut him. Okay. Correct. So why would we? Oh, but you know what? He's he on the zone read. He's not attacking the way Miles Sanders does. No, it's a Jordan Howard doesn't have any tread left on the tires. No, Jordan Howard's done. But again, all these points are just leading to the same thing. Again, I want to get back to it. Fletcher Cox, the loss of Fletcher Cox today was a huge deal. But we talked about it before the season started on multiple episodes that Fletcher Cox, when he was at his best, was uh, 2017, 16, 18, when he was out there in a great rotation. He was playing 50 to 70% max snaps per game. Right now, because of how poorly built this team is, he needs to be out there 80, 90% of the snaps. And then you see when he gets hurt and misses the entire second, almost the entire game, Yeah, how bad the defense is. You know, we had, you know, Rakeem, Rakeem Williams out there, who actually I liked the, the, him being an undrafted free agent, but he hasn't had any time to develop. You know, nope. Malik Jackson, where's he been? Was Hargrave even on the field today? I mean, I don't I remember him being out there today. He was on the field. I don't think he had any contribution. Though. Exactly. So, again, you know, that's where it comes down to. It's the coaching. It's the front office. It's everybody, top to bottom. And if Jeffrey Lurie is not embarrassed by the product on the field. You cannot lose to the Dallas Cowboys by 20 points. No. Again, not just the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys that have the worst defense in the league, or one of the worst defenses in the league. No, 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 no. The, the team that's giving up 31 rush. points a game. And the worst rush defense in the league. How did we march the ball down the field on that first drive? Nine we rushes to two it. passes. Pound it, which what then opened up? The passing the game. Deep throw to those two touchdowns. They worked with each other. It was almost like one long extended drive. Absolutely. Right? You rush, 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 rush on the first drive. And you throw it two times. Boom, boom. But you rush, rush, rush. Which then opens up the deep pass to Deshaun Jackson because the safeties and the linebackers get lost. Mm -hmm. After that, they abandoned the run game. And it showed. Absolutely. And we've said this before. We've sat here before and said, oh, well, they're going to run the ball five times in the second half. And haha, we joked about it. It's not funny anymore. This isn't no. acceptable. This isn't okay. I am a Philadelphia Eagles fan through and through. And you, whereas one thing that is very true, you do not lose and quit when playing the Dallas Cowboys. And if that's the effort you're going to put out, get the hell out of Philly. I agree with you 100%. I mean, it's, it's pathetic. I, like I said, I'm angry. Here, Matt, uh, you know, Matt, Matt M. Cance, Matt, he, he's a great follower of ours. Yo, this sums it up. A team gives up 31 points. It's not just the 17 points. Hey, we scored 40 points over two games against a team that scores or gives up 31 points a game. I mean, against, against a Dallas team that set an all time franchise record for how many points they gave up this season. So they, they, they've been bad all season. And we only could do 40 of those points and we played them twice. Get the hell out of here. We got Wesley checking in, expecting to start Wentz next week. You know what? That would make sense based off of how this season has gone. Um, I was going to say I, they, they're going to start Nate Sudfeld next week, you know? You know what? Start Greg Ward. I don't give a damn. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're you're mad. I'm disappointed, I'm frustrated, I'm deflated. As a Philadelphia Eagles fan, how can you – and, you know, there's all those people who are like, oh, well, the draft pick, the draft pick. Go to hell with your draft pick. I know. You go I'm out and you play to win. You had a chance to win the division, and you put out a shit effort. And Washington and the Giants did exactly Everything what they did. Shit the bed today. Everything lined up. This was the Jeff Garcia season lining up all over again where we need 800 things to happen. You know, Andy, Andy Dakota is checking in saying Greg Ward has his vote to start next week. You know, why not, you know? White side. How about, how about you know, Jay, Jay Joel, you know, starting next week? I'd like to see him not trip over the end zone line at this point, just getting onto the field. No, man. Pathetic. Pathetic effort. Pathetic effort today all around. I mean, I, I, I don't know. And it what didn't else to have to be this that. way. It didn't have to be this way. You were up 14 to 3. Everything was clicking. You were shutting them down. 
you were driving on them. You were keeping their – so it, here's how. Here's my problem, right? If you knew that your defense was a liability because they throw the quick passes, because they have stud-wide receivers, because they have Ezekiel Elliott, because they have Andy Dalton, who was at one time a, a an all-pro quarterback. He, he's a good quarterback. Knowing that your defense is beat up and struggling, how do you go – through so many three and outs because you want to pass, 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 pass the ball, and the clock doesn't go anywhere. By the end of the game, the defense was exhausted because you refused to run the ball. How? How do you game plan that going, this is going to work? It's not. you got to get rid of the dead weight here. And right now, that's Doug, that's Howie, that's Jim, and that's anybody that thinks that any of those garbage coaches are going to do anything different if we give them another chance next season. Yeah, but what? But but what's your confidence level that Jeffrey Lurie is going to make that right decision? No, Jeffrey no. Lurie has been Mister Loyal throughout his time here since '95 or whenever '93, whenever it was when he bought the team. You know, you look back at it. Very few coaches go quickly. Ray Rhodes and uh, yeah. Chip Kelly, and they Ray Rhodes had three seasons, and Chip Kelly had four seasons before they were or three three or four seasons before he was let go. I don't have the confidence that Jeffrey Lurie is going to make that decision. And you know what? You know, you know, M, M can't say that you're, you're going full J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt went off on his team today for the lack of effort and the lack of caring. You know, I, I feel that same way. You need to go full J.J. Watt on Jeffrey Lurie. You know what? If you're not you going to care great. about your organization and your fans that make that, that, that spend their hard-earned money supporting your team, let's sell the team. I don't want you even here either. I, I, that's, I want the chopping block starting literally at the top. You play in a major media market. So for you on a national game, I don't give a shit if you are playing in the NFC East and the NFC East is the garbage fire it is this season. I don't care. You had a chance to win it. You had a chance to make the playoffs. So now what? Where do you possibly go from here? How do you tell your fan base that it's going to get better next season if you don't get rid of some of the bigger players? And, and it's not just getting rid of a few, like one or two players, like getting rid of Alshon Jeffries and getting rid of Jim Schwartz. That's that's not enough. You need to make drastic improvements to keep this fan base, to not let us all like just lose complete and total faith. You literally need to make massive, drastic changes to the team. I brought it up with special teams, you know, at the halftime show. You know, obviously I've been ragging on special teams, and special teams are a small part of the game. But they're a small part of the game that can make a major difference. In the right. game, okay? Literally, this team has so many problems. We don't just need to figure out the quarterbacks or the wide receivers. We literally need to figure out all 53 active members of the roster. Absolutely. There's Absolutely. literally issues in every position from quarterback to punt returner, from kicker to long snapper to offensive tackle to defensive safety. There's literally issues at every facet of the game. And when you have that many issues – when you have that many issues, you can't just make a minor little change to let's let's fire the defensive coordinator and the and the offensive line coach. That's not enough. You need to make drastic improvements to the coaching and front office for this team to take the next step forward 100%. How many times have we said on this show, and I know I'm one of the biggest advocates of it of you cannot continue to play game to game, season to season. At some point, you have to build for a dynasty. Yeah. And I've said this over and over again. And then we said, we went further. We said, who would you build this team around? And we struggled. We struggled to name five or six players in their youth, not at the twilight of the career, in their youth, that we would build this team around. This team has drafted poorly. It has signed poorly. Mm -hmm. It has been coached poorly. It has been managed poorly. And eventually, what was going to happen is exactly what you saw today. A bad football team took the field. A yeah. bad football team traveled to Dallas today and got their asses kicked. Yeah, I mean, I, I really hope that uh, – what's his name? Uh, John Dorsey, who's a consultant for the team, is hanging out with, with Jeffrey Lurie right now and is just like in his ear being, you know, chirp, chirp, chirping, being like, yo, you know, whether you give me the job or not, you have some serious issues here because right now – if, if Jeffrey Lurie is going to rely on Howie Roseman being his no. main voice of reason in his ear, we are doomed for years. We could talk about multiple teams in this, this division, Washington, 
They're a quarterback away from being the most dominant team in the division. Okay. The Giants have foundational pieces. Daniel Jones is still a question mark, but they got Saquon Barkley. They got Sterling Shepard. You know, they have, you know, uh, Thomas. They've drafted well to have foundational pieces. The Cowboys, hate to say it, but if Dak Prescott comes back healthy next year, they still got one of the top offenses in the league. They've been just as injury riddled this year as we have. If we don't make foundational changes, drastic changes, complete changes to this team, yep. we have a we are in a position to fall really far behind in this division for quite and be the reasons. bottom feeders for many years to come. doesn't matter who our quarterback is, Carson or Jalen Hurts, we are on the cusp of being the last place team for many years to come, not just this year. Right. I, I want to be very clear about something here. You know, we were we spent today leading up to 430, and I'll say until about five o'clock, where we were super excited and you know the playoffs are 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 are, are in our grasp. To now, whether or not we could be traveling all the way up to the number three pick in the NFL draft. Is that a As, possibility? Yes. If the Bengals win next week, I believe we can go up to three. That's pathetic. And again, do you trust the, the, the number one pick? Do you trust Howie Roseman making that selection? No, absolutely not. And, and, and Robert Thomas saying Peterson is the problem. He is a problem, but he isn't the only problem. It's Peterson. It's Howie. It's everybody in there. Yeah, if you don't get quality draft, Johnny's checking in to produce. I mean, outside of Jalen Hurts, and Jalen Hurts had a rookie, poor rookie game today. He but outside of Jalen Hurts, which one of our rookies drafted in the first three or four rounds the last couple years was on the field today? Well, Rager played. Uh, okay, hold on. Let me rephrase the question. Which one of our rookies was on the field today? Producing. Ah, Rager was I, on the field. I, I forgot that last key word at the end there. Producing. Oh, oh hold on. Oh, I I'm, I'm listening to you, but I got to hear this this Jamo uh, talk. Oh, we got somebody He's talking. All right, everybody hang in there. We we, we got uh, dug up. What's your level, not just in losing that game, but also being eliminated from playoff contention? I think my disappointment is just how how everything has gone. You know, obviously this season, you know, you got your ass expected. Um, yeah. the year. Show and, some fire. And, show show that you're pissed off. And tonight, it was just obvious that uh, you know the mistakes, the penalties, and and um, yeah, we haven't even addressed the penalties. Um, oh. all just sort of piled up on us during the game, you know, today, and and just didn't didn't overcome it. And that's that to me has been. Um, you also didn't overcome three you know, turnovers in, in, in myself and, and obviously the, the, the year. I mean, obviously, being pissed off. Hey, Doug, how much did this game, a lot of penalties on offense, protection issues, emphasize what you've been saying all season, that it's not just the play calling and the quarterback, but rather Here, it's a here's your out. problem. Here's your out. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, it's difficult when, when you have those those issues. Um, you know, especially in the situation we're in, you know, with the amount of great comment. That, comment that has taken place with, with this football team. And, um, you just can't make those mistakes. And, and obviously the season's over at this point, he's not going to throw tables and chuck chairs, but not show yet, that you're why not? Things. Why not? JJ Watt did. Um, true. It's true. You know, it's trading because it's, it's, uh, it's never about one guy and footballs, you know, it takes, uh, it takes all 11 offensively. They're not good players. Yeah, any of them, Johnny. Teams to, you know, to get the job done. And, and, um, although Johnny yeah, was very you, high on, 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 F, uh, it makes, it makes told us to go easy on him earlier in the week. Right. Oh, and then Jeff McQueen. Doug, I wanted to ask you about some of those penalties. You had six false starts uh, in, in the 15th game. Of the Three by prior uh, alone. Even with the juggling of the offensive line. I mean, is there, is there a cadence problem there that they're, they're having trouble with? Or, I don't I mean, care about a question. Happen? I ask you about a simple thing like a cadence problem. Yeah, Just some of it's – Ask uh, what the hell the were you teaching all week long? You know, getting used to Jalen's uh, Jalen's voice and and um, getting used to his voice. You know, it's something he's been that playing for three and a half uh, games. We've coached coached him up to do. A he's been playing for how many years? He's been playing since middle school. All right. Um, first time, obviously, the crowd noise, nice but first that, time that out there. Uh, wasn't uh, wasn't a factor today, and and just you know, timing and uh, execution of it, and and it's something that uh, it, it it can't happen. You know, you might get 
one every couple of weeks, but uh, to have as many as we did today, just, uh, you know, it can't happen. Nope. No, it cannot. Somebody ask me a good question. Uh, Doug, why did you go for it on fourth and 15 when good just question. the drive earlier you passed up opportunities on fourth and third? Fourth and opportunity three. for well, a field goal there, wasn't it? Can't even think about it. Look at his eyes. Uh, was the fourth and three the delay game? Yes. Yes. I mean, I, you know, yeah, the fourth and three, I, you know, I, I, I had to burn a timeout because we had 12 on the field earlier in the game there in the third and. Um, I didn't want to burn another timeout in that situation. So that backed us up and obviously took us out of that situation. And then the other ones were, look, you know, we had to make something happen. We had to try to create and, and uh, make the a field goal with that opportunity on fourth down instead of going for it. And you don't so throw it to like Zach Ertz. You can never break tackles. You don't throw it short of the first down ever uh, on fourth down. Uh, for whatever reason, the demarcation line in this game seemed to be when Fletcher uh, came out, I think it was 14. I said that already. Uh, and then – kind of the wheels came off. Obviously, you had the injuries on the back end. Uh, did not getting that type of interior great comment. Uh, rush from You got lots of great comments floating tonight. Uh, great comment. impact. Well, obviously, well, think, you're losing you know, the Fletcher, player like Fletcher. Yeah. Is a big, big part of the D-line. Um, you know, and then we didn't have, you know, we didn't have Josh Sweat. We didn't have Derek Barnett either up there. And and uh, those are those are mainstays in that defensive line to be able to put pressure on, on quarterbacks and you know, and, and again, it just just goes to show you that, uh, um, you know, it's t- it's tough in this business um, to play with that many, you know, new faces, so to speak, uh, on on one side of the ball, and and uh, it just um, it, it magnifies itself, and and um, you know, uh, and it happened to us uh, happened to us today. I don't even know what he said there. I've tuned them out completely already. Performance, um, you know, pretty strong first half it looked like, and then uh, cooled off in the second. What was behind that? Here we go. This is a good one. Yeah, you know, first half uh, came out, uh, played played really well. Um, first quarter, some nice throws. You know, able to run the ball there, and uh, you know, the second half it changed a little bit defensively on him. Um, you know, he he was kind of battling through a little little lower body tightness as well as the Who? game went on, and. Um, I, I do believe it, it affected him a little bit, you know, throwing the ball late in the game. But so Jalen you know, Hurts he, was hurt, and they kept him in the game. And, and um, you know, he, he did he say he was he hurt in there to the end? And he said he was um, dealing with some lower back you know, tightness. Again, it's not not about the one guy. It's not about him. It's, and they it's kept him the in the game. Unit, and uh, we weren't good enough uh, coaches or players. What's that today say about their feelings on Carson Wentz? Mike, and then Martin Frank. Doug, when, when a player is sticking out and struggling, like uh, Matt Pryor with penalties or Michael Jaquette, Jaquette. Uh, with coverage, what's the conversation like on the mm-hmm. sideline before you decide to kind of make a change and move to somebody else? Well, the first thing is you just try to coach the player, try to get yeah, him to calm works. down, to try to try to just figure out what he's seeing and, and get him to, to, to relax and, and, you know, don't let the game be quite so fast. I mean, it just happens with young players. The game's so fast and – being able to slow it down and um, talk them through some things, you know, when you try to coach them up and, and, uh, and get them, get them prepared. And then, and then if that doesn't work, you, you know, you, you make, you try to make some changes with, with personnel. Maybe, um, you know, you saw Slay come over there and you try to do some different things. And, but you kept your cat um, on the field, you know, and same way offensively. Yeah. And, and you just try to coach, coach the guys up and, and get them to, to slow the game down. That's, you know, you've heard that before, you know, with young players, how, how fast this game can be. And um, that's the first thing we got to do as coaches is try to get just, it to slow, you know, to slow down for them. I got like one Martin more question. Yeah, I can't take um, much more of this. Had the, uh, Deshaun Jackson. Catch, you know, midway through the first quarter. Um, what did you see from him on that? And, and also, like, he was not targeted again the rest of the game, I believe. And what was kind of going on there? He was on a pitch count. Well, you know, obviously Deshaun's an electric uh, player, explosive player, and that was obviously designed, you know, shot play and again, well executed for the touchdown. And then, you know, I believe he got he got sore as the game as the game oh, went God, on. His injury okay. got sore and and, and sore. Him off. I don't want to hear anything. We be- We're gonna lose all our followers of this show ever because we keep because- listening to him talk nonsense. Like this is just. And the the comment that I saw a second ago that this is great. I'm I'm changing your. I'm clicking comments here now. You, you go for it. You go because I'm just yeah, gonna I'm just gonna start watching the Sixers game on my phone. That's what I'm doing. 
I mean, I'm not going to lie because this this comment right here is big, right? Same excuses, but what will change? Nothing. So uh, as he's blabbering on and not saying much of anything, except for the fact that, oh, well, you know, Jalen was, you know, hurt. If he was hurt enough that you can make an excuse about it, get him out. Mm-hmm. That was a division game, which you needed to win in order mm-hmm. to still be in the hunt. So if you're competing, you don't just keep him in there and see – Oh, see how he's battling through the injuries. He's gonna get he's gonna catch shit for that, I guarantee you. But here's what pisses me off, right? Deshaun was sore. Jalen was sore. If they can't play, get him off the field. Mm-hmm. This was an embarrassment. This was a smackdown left and right. And as he's talking and not saying much of anything, I got to thinking because here we are calling for his head, right? Here we are, like Nick is saying, you know. Fire them all, like like he's saying, kill. I mean, maybe not the kill them all thing, but definitely firing them. I think he's talking about your kill, kill, kill. I think he's oh, making no. a joke about you there. Let him, because the fact of the matter is, fire them all is for sure. But the fact of the matter is, is that we do still have one game left this season. I don't see Doug getting fired. I don't see Jim Schwartz getting fired. I don't see anybody getting fired this week because to bring in a new coaching staff, COVID rules isn't going to happen. So, do I think that that you know you can, you Monday after the team? I know everybody loves their Deuce Daly. You can let Deuce run one game on offense, but who's going to coach the defense? I mean, I know that I Jim know. Schwartz is doing such a bang up job anyway, but but Jeff Stoutland over there, we, we we've seen offensive line coaches go to be defensive coordinators before. It could it be any worse? I mean, yeah, honestly, you still need, you still need to put together a functional product next week. Um, and I say functional. Some intern. I, I don't care. You clean house now. I mean, you make yeah, a statement is, right now. As Jeffrey Lord, you come out and make a statement right now and prove that you're not going to accept this kind of you know, performance or, or anything, that nobody is safe. So maybe then next week they at least play with some fire. You make a statement. Yeah, you I, have to make a statement. He's – you know, he's currently saying he's got to look at his performance. Real simple. Your performance was garbage. Outside outside of what you did on the first two drives of the game. Eagles yeah. hat's off for now. I'm going to Sixers hat. You yeah, I'm going to lag. Your, your internet's lagging because you're watching it, and I'm afraid to lag mine Good to watch it. Yeah, well, I'm on my phone, not my computer. You know, here's what really bugs me, right? I – I have now all this great new podcasting equipment. Right? I got the light. I got the mic. I got the wireless. I got all these great things, right? And I'm, I'm ready to go. I can't even listen to anyone else talk today. I'm, I'm closing that down. I have all these great things. And yet the product that we're talking about is so bad. And like the I product- said, it's so bad. But if we don't make drastic changes now. It's going to be so bad and even worse for years to come. Right. I mean, it's it's that simple. If we don't make it, you don't fire your coach, you don't fire the GM. We're going to we're going to be in the same boat next year with the same How many of our comments say have said excuses? We're going to have the same excuses next year. Drastic right. changes are needed. I've been preaching them for weeks and months. I've been told and I'm being too harsh because of injuries yeah. or whatever else. No. Starts at the top. You cut the head off at the top. You're not killed per se, but you cut the head off at the top and you start. You have to. And the fact of the matter is, is that we are com- – I'm going to use the word. We spent a, literally a whole episode before the season talking about how with the COVID short off season. We were the oh, yeah. front runners because we were the only team returning our coaching staff. But I did say one thing. Riverboat Ron, watch out for him. He knows how to coach a team. I did say that, Matt. Absolutely. So don't forget that. But yeah, it's I mean I mean it's no watermelon. It's back. no watermelon. What? It's no watermelon in the Dallas locker room, but you know, Ron Rivera's a pretty good coach too. Absolutely. Look, right. it, I lost my train of thought on that cop, the watermelon comment. Sorry. Because it was like so stupid. It was I, lo- so I, I lost it all there. Sorry. 
We were talking about how we were the only team, but you said Ron Rivera can coach up a team. I know. I was just going to bring up again the fact that they're a quarterback away from being the class of the East for the next three, five, seven years. So, And and why is that? Because defense wins football games. They drafted well. They drafted great defensive linemen. They drafted a stud running back. They got a great wide receiver. A very underappreciated tight end. And they got an offensive line. They kept most of the season broken down Alex Smith, my man, upright. Right. right. Look, you put Jalen Hurts or Carson Wentz on the Washington Reds football team. Almost didn't say the whole word. Washington football team. They're in the playoffs already. They're a 10-win team with a good quarterback. So Right. And I want to be really clear here. You know, the fact of the matter is we've been competing in a division that is trash. Right. For a long and time. For a long time, you know, and Don's right here. It's been bad for years. They're the worst team in the division by a mile, and it's a bad division, right? So it, all these all these national people talk about how the NFC East is terrible and how, you know, the level of – you know, it, it, today's game had a chance to be a really good football game. And the first two drives, you know, we're going to keep going back to that because it's a tale of two different – well, it's a tale of the first quarter and the last three. What happened was Dallas adapted. And Doug changed what he did for the worse. I'm just paging through Twitter as you say this stuff here and all. And uh, Chris Fonte just tweeted out that uh, from Philly Philadelphia Sports Network, Flipping Birds Podcast, great follow on Twitter. Every NFC East team has a chance to clinch the division next week, except for the Eagles. And that just broke my heart seeing that right there. I knew it was the truth, but it broke my heart. And it just proves how far we've fallen. And what what it comes down to is, like we are saying, we need a at this Philadelphia Eagles team a total overhaul. You know, we need to settle a conversation at quarterback. We need to, you know, I think running back is okay. I think Miles Sanders is pretty good, but you need a stud number two behind him. And it's not Boston Scott, and it's not Jordan Howard, and it's not Corey Clement, and it's not Adrian Killens, Johnny's favorite, and it's not Jason Huntley. It's you need a stud. You need a stud running back, right? You need a wide – You here's what you need. You need a game-changing wide receiver. What you need is a younger Deshaun Jackson, right? Deshaun Jackson came out one target, one catch, 81 yards, touchdown. He is a game-changer. I would love to see his snap count, though. How many snaps – because can we say he took snaps away from Quez Watkins or – or, I don't know. Or, you, we don't know because they weren't knew. on the field well en- enough to notice that difference there. You knew that he was going to be on a pitch count. You 100% Absolutely. knew it. That's why they kept six active wide receivers today because you knew Deshaun Jackson was going to be on a pitch count. 100%. You never keep six active wide receivers, ever. No. Unless you've got a guy who's working his way back from injury. And Alshon's still working his way back from injury, right? Those two guys, again – Thank you for your service. Look, I said I'm after the big touchdown catch. I'm like, I'll never say a bad word about Deshaun Jackson again. And I won't. What I will say is thank you for your service. And now we should move on. Deshaun Jackson came back and did. He, he resulted for, you know, a third of the points today that we got. What, what kills me is you can go through every single position, right? We have a conversation at tight end, right? Because is Zach Ertz coming back? Is Goddard now your tight end one? Can Goddard stay healthy? Offensive line is in shambles. And you can go position to position there too. You know, so, except for maybe Samalu, who is your left guard. Right? Left tackle. Is it Dillard or Mylotta? Center. Is Kelsey coming back for another year of this? He better. Obviously, we have even more issues if he doesn't. Right. Well, right but guard. why would he want to come back if changes aren't made? And that's why I said of this. Right guard. Brandon Brooks. Is he healthy? Healthy. Right tackle. Is Lane Johnson going to stay healthy? That's just the offense. Good football teams that have a legitimate chance of competing don't have that many question marks. And when you miss, so now we're going back to the how we talk. When you miss over and over again, oh, we're not going to draft Justin Jefferson because Rager is the next Deshaun Jackson. Okay. But Justin Jefferson's the next Randy Moss. The loyalty, the bad draft picks, 
the mismanagement. Nikel Roby Coleman is a bum. The long pass interference penalty that he got called on, he didn't even attempt to play the ball. It is rule no. number one, locate the ball. He gives up a huge touchdown to C.D. Lynn, a pass interference. He didn't play the ball. But don't worry how we signed him for dirt cheap. Great. He's a body. He's been one of the healthiest bodies we have, too. Jaquette was horrific. Epps got burned on play number one. That's just the secondary. This front office is bad. Sydney says it right. It is a terrible front office. It is. Yeah. They need to stop being allergic to drafting players from the SEC. You can't miss this much and be a credible GM. But don't worry, from the SEC, we got Jalen Hurts, so therefore we met our quota. So, so let, let, let's bring up a Jalen Hurts comment, because I just saw one of my least favorite people on Twitter. Uh, saw a tweet from him today. You know, we talk about Carson Wentz and all his turnovers this year. How many fumbles did Jalen Hurts have today? How many turnovers did he have? He two fumbles, two interceptions. Right. Lost one of the two fumbles. ESP put out there, don't worry, Jalen Hurts does not have an issue with turnovers. That it was just other issues resulting in it. Or other issues okay. causing them. No. Okay. If, if we're going to trash Carson Wentz for his turnovers, we got to say, I know Jalen Hurts is a rookie, but we got to say Jalen Hurts has fumbled the ball quite a few times in the last two and a half, three and a half games. Has he, not, held the ball. he held the ball way too long today. And he I literally swear. made every single mistake Carson Wentz made in the last three games. So right. uh, it was because his back was tight. Uh, uh, he's got it. He, somebody was ready with the stat right. Oh, sorry, I missed it already. No. Nine fumbles. Yes, the last fumble was not a fumble. But, not a fumble. Kept, but but you know what? He still did fumble the ball. It just he was down by contact, and they just didn't rule it that way. You know, whatever. Uh, that was definitely a bad bad call on the referees. The referees did not help us today. No. but we didn't help ourselves, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, and, and of course, if anybody's watching the Sixers game, the Sixers are getting smoked right no now doubt. by. The Cavaliers on a back-to-back after a double overtime game last night are straight smoking the Sixers right now. This is turning out to be one awful freaking Sunday. I mean, I'm sitting here, and in my heart, I went, oh, my God, I get to talk about the Eagles Dallas today. This is awesome. Because, again, remember, I joined you guys late, so I missed the first one around. And I, this is my first chance to talk Eagles Dallas because I hate, I hate the Dallas Cowboys. I'm right there with you. And now I'm going – Looking at the timer, how do we go another 16 minutes of this? I mean, we can go five more minutes. We can go 60 more minutes. I go 30 more minutes bitching about how upset I am at this point. But I it's mean, the same thing. It's the I just same keep looking thing. down at my phone hoping to see some breaking news that Jeffrey Laurie has fired everybody, you know, and forfeited in the last week of the season, you know, because it's, it's, it's disappointing. It's disappointing. And the effort that came out today – you can, we've said this again. You cannot continue to do the same thing over and over again and expect different results. That's the definition of insanity. Right yep. now, you have to be insane to be an Eagles fan and still have hope. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100% here. I'm trying to bring something up here. I'm not very good with the split screens and stuff like that. Give me a second. This is what we're missing from our team. I'm trying to find it and bring it up right now. Uh, 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 let's see if I can do this. Is it the tweet from a, a certain movie that we both have a mutual love of? No, 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 no. It's J.J. Um, Watts' comments post-game. and oh, what we yeah. From three hours ago. It was from Rivers McCown tweeted out it three hours ago. Trying to bring it up. He's a Texans guy. I don't even know how I found it. But uh, it just I'll popped see if I can find it. I, 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 I got it. I just got to find yeah. the right one. Which one is him? J.J. was asked. Yep. All right. I found the tweet. Let me bring it up. Let me see if I can work the split screen here without losing any more followers. You know, at this point, I'm just figuring shit out as everybody else is because what else do we have to lose right now? All right. Share the screen. Now I just got to make sure. I... Did you click the little audio checkbox? I'm going to right now. And invest their time and their money in the professional a whole lot of money if you can't come in and put work in in the building go out to the practice field and work hard do your lifts and do what you're supposed to do you should not be here this is a job we're getting paid a whole lot of money there are a lot of people that 
watch us and invest their time and their money into buying our jerseys and buying a whole bunch of shit. And they care about it. They care every single week. We're in week 16 and we're four and 11. And there's fans that watch this game that show up to the stadium that put in time and energy and effort. And Where's this from the Eagles? So if you it doesn't exist. You can't work out. You can't show up on time. You can't practice. You can't want to go out there and win. You shouldn't be here. Because this is a privilege. It's the greatest job in the world. You get to go out and play a game. And if you can't care enough, even in week 17, even when you're trash, when you're 4 and 11, if you can't care enough to go out there and give everything you've got and try your This is the first time I've heard this, honestly. I watched the whole thing because I tweeted it out too. That's There are people every week that still tweet you, that still come up to you and say, hey, we're still rooting for you. We're still behind you. They have no reason whatsoever to. We stink. We stink. But they care. And they still want to win, and they still want you to be great. That's why those people aren't getting paid. We're getting paid handsomely. That's why, and that's yeah. Wow, it's right, Sydney. You know, that's what I feel the most bad for is our fans and the people who care so deeply in this city and the people who love it and who truly want it to be great. Yeah. Anyway, I, I accidentally messed that up. Yeah. I messed that up a little bit there at the end, but that was basically okay. the whole thing. I mean, so where's the passion from the Eagles? The it player? doesn't exist. It no, doesn't it, exist. Yeah, so it doesn't exist. My question is, is there a player on this team outside of maybe, maybe Rodney McLeod, who's now hurt, that would actually give a speech like that, that would actually be able to back it up? No. Yeah, no. We got somebody checking in from Germany. Guten Tag. That, that's, 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 my, that's my German right there for you. Go to please. I hope you have a great one too, and happy New Year to you, Jason. Now, Kelsey, that's a good right, one. Kelsey could. Kelsey's on his way. He, he's on his way. Done. You know what I mean? And here you go. Here's here's something else for you, right? The last two away games from Dallas, right? The last two trips to Dallas we've taken today, thirty-seven to seventeen, SmackDown. Last year, when we traveled to Dallas, we lost thirty-seven to ten. This organization will not have fans if we continue to get the shit kicked out of us by the Dallas Cowboys. Absolutely. There's certain there's certain rivalries in sports. You got Ohio State, Michigan. You've got, you know, the, the Celtics Knicks. You've got the the Rangers and the the, the there's certain rivalries. The I'm trying I was, I was thinking of the Chiefs and anybody basically in the AFC West, but you know, Packers, Bears. If you get smoked in those rivalry games year in and year out, doesn't matter how bad you are, you lose your job. Correct. You know, you think about it, right? Michigan, Michigan Ohio State. In yep. the passionate games. Michigan, Ohio State's a big one, right? Where yeah. Harbaugh has always he always talks about the fact that, oh well, you know, we we played Ohio State close. They may have lost the rest of the games, but the Michigan Ohio State game matters. Duke, North Carolina basketball. Those games matter. If you consistently get your asses kicked by a rival, you do not have a career where you are coaching. Doug Peterson has got his ass kicked by Dallas. How many times in a row now you just said? Well, the last two away games. Obviously, we know we won the home game here because we got to play Ben DiNucci. Exactly. He's not even in the NFL. He put out such a shit effort that he got canned from the NFL. That's bad. But yeah. again, we're we're four ten and one. And again, we are what our record. I said it earlier in the game. We are what our record says. I think the only thing that hurt us was penalties. Oh. Sure, and the scoreboard. The scoreboard was was pretty ugly too. I mean, I can't. Look, I have a show to do tomorrow night, and I'm going to listen to all the press conferences, and I'm going to hear how, you know, Matt Pryor played a decent game, and I'm going to hear how, you know, Jalen Hurts held the ball too long, and I'm going to hear how they were still in it. And I'm going to, you know, Miles Sanders says focus, and miscommunication was an issue, and the Eagles were not locked in all the way tonight versus the Cowboys. we got to play smarter. Well, if you're not locked in. If you're not locked in for the Dallas game, get the hell out of here. any game. As J.J. Watts said in his, his little you know video there, it's a privilege to play in the NFL, whether you're an 0-16 team or a 16-0 team. It is a privilege to play in the NFL. You are ready to play every single week. 
So let me get get that crap out of here. If Miles Sanders is saying that, then that means every single coach, every GM and, and front right. office personnel, every single person needs fire from that organization because that's unacceptable to put out a team that's not focused going into a game against your biggest rival with the division on the line. It's unacceptable. And you know there were scoreboard watching because there were scoreboards all over Dallas. You know they announced it because both teams needed it. So you're telling me you can't try? You can't try. That's – that's I didn't see the screen, but that that, that, that's – Making me even more depressed now hearing this it. This is the word, Adam, Adam, million-dollar question. How can you not be ready for the Cowboys? I mean, how many times do I have to say, hate Dallas week and beat Dallas week? And I live – We one of the reasons I did this and start this, so I could talk Dallas Cowboys football Eagles week and all. You know, I almost had an, a Cowboys fan on the show this week just to just so I could bash him. I'm glad I didn't because he's sitting there t- sending me messages laughing his ass off right now. It's embarrassing. It's one thing if it comes down to the wire. It's a close, hard-fought, well-executed game. But when you put out zero effort, especially from the second quarter on, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's pathetic. And 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 it's and it sums Eagle. up the season. It sums up 2020. It sums it all up. I really do. And Sydney says it. I hate Dallas. Yeah, we all hate Dallas. You know, any Eagle, Eagle fan, anybody yeah. that wears the green hates Dallas. I took my Eagles off because I don't want to wear it. You know, you never heard of a little old Don McNabb team saying that they weren't focused or ready for Dallas. Okay. Yeah. And the he, closest you heard was that he didn't know that there was, you know, overtime rules. But that was against the Bengals. That wasn't against the Cowboys. Right. We just love tying the Bengals. Yeah, exactly. It's embarrassing. Yeah. I hate Eagles Dallas. And he follows it up with embarrassing. Exactly. I mean, it sums it up right there. Eagles haven't scored 30 points in a single game this season. But don't worry, play calling is not a problem. Don't worry, we don't need an offensive coordinator. That's exactly what we need. And I swear, if I hear that Jeffrey Lurie's answer is Doug Peterson needs to hire an offensive coordinator and that's it, I am literally going to be the grumpiest guy on every podcast all summer long. I guarantee it. You and Johnny will probably fire me and kick me off the team because that's all I'm going to do every single week, bitch and moan that that's what their answer is to the offseason. I, I cannot tell you and stress how awful this summer is going to be if that's the answer to the team. And you know what? Look, I, I can I can make a case for because of the fact that he won a Super Bowl. You know, no. if, I, if I really want to, I could make a case for it. No. Nope. I, I couldn't. I'm not However, making a case. You no, can I'm not make making case, that case. But I'm going to disagree. Whatever fact you put out there, I'm not. I want to win Super Bowls. Not I said I could. Super- I didn't say I was gonna. Um, you you were setting yourself up. If you're you're judging based off of my reaction. I want Super Bowls. I want titles. Notice there's right. an S at the end of those words. Right, exactly. I don't want one. I wasn't happy. Oh, well, I was when the Phillies won the World Series in 08, It was I cried. I, I'm, and people don't that don't know me know. I'm a bigger Phillies fan than an Eagles fan. Actually, I literally cried when the Phillies won the World Series. But right after that. I said, let's win another. And I was not happy with us not winning another. Said the same thing after the 17th season. I want another Super Bowl. And I don't care if it means firing your coach two years later, three years later, whatever it may be, firing your GM. I don't care. I want multiple titles. I'm not happy with just one. There are some cities, you know, you you name some of the small market cities, you know, they win one, they're going to be happy with that for a long time. Philadelphia. I'm proud to be from Philadelphia, okay? I want multiple titles. You know, I what I'm saying is, like, when Doug doesn't get fired because Jeffrey Lurie is a loyal guy and he won him a Super Bowl, when Doug doesn't get fired, I'm going to go, well, it's because he won a Super Bowl, he's going to get one more chance. But it doesn't mean that he should. You are not, and I love that this comment is still up, like Sydney's saying, you are not – allowed to get your teeth kicked in by the Dallas Cowboys. You're not allowed to. Multiple times. You're just not. And then still get to keep coaching here. There is a level of expectation. Look, I'm cool. I Back that up for a second. I would be more cool. okay. I, well, I don't know. I would be I know your wife more would, okay. Your kids would, but I don't know about that. 
We'll take we'll take an all about the birds poll question on that. Is Chip Keggy cool? Listen, I've lived 30, 34 years long enough to know that I am definitely not cool. Yeah, exactly. But I'd be okay with beating the shit out of the Cowboys two times a season and losing every other game rather than the effort that they put out today. Yeah. I would trade in the other wins this season for two straight stomp downs of the Cowboys in a season. Now, a lot of people were really hard on me for saying that Jim Schwartz should have been held accountable for giving up 500 yards last week, right? He should be. Yeah, but a lot of people gave me a crap for that because, you know, with their secondary and shambles, they did the best they could, blah, blah, blah. All right, so Dave Zingara tweeted out after the game, tonight was the first time in Eagles history. We're not talking about, you know, this year or this generation. We're talking the history of the Eagles who have been around for a very long time. The first time in franchise history they've given up 500 yards in back-to-back games. I don't want to hear moral victories. Everybody used to always talk about during the Brett Brown process era that, yeah, it was a close game, but it was a good moral victory. They could build off of it for the future. No, we just we won a Super Bowl a couple years ago. I don't want moral victories. I want titles. I want division crowns. I want playoff football, okay? Moral victories don't exist. Moral victories, as Morris is saying, moral victories equal moral losses, okay? No, I don't want them, okay? So Jim Schwartz, if anybody gets fired tonight, it should be him first. It should be Doug Peterson second. It should be them all. But I would, you, you, you got to move on from them all. You can't give up 500 yards of offense two weeks in a row and keep your job against an awful offense at that. Right. But for Alvin Kamara absolutely going off this week and scoring six touchdowns, guaranteeing him the offensive player of the week. But for that, you could give it to Dalton. You could give it to Gallup. You could give it to C.D. Lamb. You could give it to Amari Cooper. I don't, you can give it to any of them because you the fact that you can go Cody, you know, give it to the the whole entire offense, right? Because this Eagles defense has not stopped anybody all season. Nope, nope, nope. That's frustrating. It really is. It, I, I really don't even know where else to go with it at this point. There's- there's nowhere else to go. Look, we have we have a, a preview show on Wednesday. That's going to be just peachy keen. Yeah, I'm sure. I hope we have something to talk about, about firings or changes to the team by the time we come on the air on Wednesday. Because if we don't, this is going to be a really long offseason, I promise you. And I'm going to make it long on you and Johnny just because of it, for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to blame take the Eagles' you know, mistakes out on the two of you 100%. You know, everybody used to talk about DJ Spazzy Jeff. Well, just wait till Ugly Phil comes out. There, there's a rumor that I have an alter ego. Ugly Phil will come out this offseason if there's not drastic changes, 100%. But anyway, John, Chip, Chip if you don't have anything else to say, I'm going to wrap this show up. I have nothing else to say. We I mean, I, don't even, I can't even say I'm going to go watch the Sixers game because they're getting smoked right now. They're getting smoked. I got nothing to say. If they, uh, if they, I, mean, I can say, I can say Dwayne Haskins. Joe and go watch the second half of the Sixers game? Uh, what's, what's the point of that? If anything, I can say that, you know, Dwayne Haskins refused to talk to the media after he got benched today because he sucked so bad. So at least we got that to look forward to. Yeah, great. So that some other third-string quarterback could beat us next week. Uh, Well. Four-string. Four. Taylor Taylor Heineke is the fourth-string quarterback. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was another dude there from Carolina at the beginning of the season. I forgot all about him. What was it? Uh, Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen, Bruce Allen, Doug Allen. I don't know. There's there's so many Allens in the NFL. I, I, Allen! Allen! I can't, yeah, I can't keep Allen. track of them all. All right, so we're going to wrap this show up. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. It is the All About yeah. the Birds post-game show. Unfortunately, there's only one more post-game show of the year to do. Unfortunately, as always, i got to do my shout-outs, as always. we got to thank at Last Out Media, at Last Out Media. Uh, they stream all of our weekly preview shows on their website on Fridays. Got to thank Tony Cotillo at Heat Ratio Sports. They share all our stuff as well. Do great work at the uh, at Athletes Hub, the Athletes Hub, their website, athletehub.org. They also do a lot of great work. I'm, I'm doing some NBA shows for them now as well. Uh, all these great sites, they do a lot of great work sharing us and helping support and helping us build this brand. Hey, this might be the unofficial end to the season, but this has been the first season of All About the Birds podcasting. 
And, you know, we started right around the draft. You know, this season has been a lot of fun to do pregame shows, postgame shows, halftime shows. This is a dream of mine, and I'm pretty sure of Chips and definitely Johnny's as well. It's been a blast. And, you know, the, the viewership has been great. The, every, all the comments are great. It's great to see that you guys tuning in and, and sharing it and commenting. I mean, it, it makes a makes us feel good knowing that people are enjoying our stuff that we're doing and the content yeah. we're putting out. Um, so, as always, we got to thank all of you guys for sure. Um, you can follow Chip at Chip uh, for the Birds on Twitter, me at Beard and Knowledge, Johnny at Johnny U9322. Uh, obviously, all about the birds at AAT Birds. You know, no matter how bad it gets, we will, as always, end the show with the one way as always. Go birds. Go birds. Nah. You know what you got to do. Do it. You feel what's about to happen on this field, man. Get out there.